millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone. Poker and Politics here. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about how Q is even more dreadfully terrible than usual. Just, just falling off a cliff bad. And on top of that, uh, I got the 5,000 followers. Uh, I have not yet been approached by the Illuminati to uh, be forced to eat a baby to uh, solidify my bond to them. I've been told that happens somewhere around this follower mark. Um, so the knock on the door is coming, I'm sure. The baby will be presented to me, and uh, I will have to make a tough decision. So that's that. I mean, it's I really resisted Twitter for so very long. I don't know why it was such a thing with me, but um, I started kind of following Twitter vicariously through little green footballs, uh, the wonderful blog done by Charles Johnson, and uh, he and his followers would be all posting all these tweets and stuff like that. And for, I just... Just, I had a couple of accounts, and they never went anywhere, and I just felt like, ah, I don't know, I don't want to do this kind of thing, I don't know why. But then, I just said, you know what, I'm going to just go whole hog on Twitter, I'm just going to do this. And uh, I actually had to go out and get a deck of cards, I didn't have a deck of cards in my house to make my avatar because I didn't think I was going to be able to find a uh, picture of two black fours anywhere on the internet that would be uh, appropriate for what I wanted. So I went down to the local uh, convenience store, got a pack of cards, got the fours out of there, uh, took the photograph, and uh, the rest is history, as they say. Uh, that is kind of my Twitter origin story, and I was just trucking along, uh, throwing what punches I could at QAnon, and uh, my first kind of big break, as it were, to actually have anyone pay any attention to me was the uh, Hoover hearing to destroy the deep state. That big moment that was D5 that then turned into D later the next week 
that was the big hearing where Hoover was going to bring down the global satanic pet of war ring and expose all their crimes. And uh, I was able to live uh, tweet that, as it were, and people were reacting to what I said positively. And that got me from, like, no followers to some followers. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. And then uh, Travis View definitely gave me the uh, the Travis View bump with a recommendation. Uh, my cue is always wrong thread. That helped out a lot also. So that is my uh, just absolutely uh, self-indulgent navel-gazing uh, reminiscence of my glorious uh, climb to mild relevancy at best, maybe, in a community of people that are literally just doing nothing but yelling at everybody else to pay attention to a bunch of crazy people because the crazy people are probably going to kill some people in the near future. They've already killed two. I think they're going to kill some more because that's the that's the problem. That's, that's all we're doing here. Just trying to let people know that QAnon is not the fluffy, happy, ooh, they think JFK Jr. is alive people. That's not who they are. They are fundamentalists. They are not even Christian fundamentalists as it were. They are like QAnon fundamentalists. They've warped Christianity into their own version of, of a religion. And um, on November 3rd it could be a real bumpy ride for those people when the God Emperor uh, is defeated as it seems by all accounts he shall be. <clears throat> so uh that happy uh, little celebration out of the way. Let's have a little more joy, because, I mean, the world is just so miserable as of the past few months with the virus and the protests, and the protests are almost assuredly going to lead to upticks in the virus, and, yeah, I'm... Uh, just thinking about it makes me depressed. It's just it's just crummy. So forget all that. Let's talk about Jim Watkins just stepping on his dick over and over again as he posts as Q. Um, he did a fake George Soros quote a few days ago, which was hilarious. Uh, I don't know if I've said this on this podcast, and if I have, I apologize for repeating myself. But uh, the thing is that... When you see a quote like this, you got to be rock solid that it's real. Don't give in to the confirmation bias and buy into it. Because if I had seen a, a, a quote on the internet attributed to Donald Trump that was just like, oh, I am going to abolish the 2020 election and me and my descendants shall rule America for a thousand years. That would be something I would want Donald Trump to say. I would want him to just openly admit that he wants to be a dictator and, st and establish like a monarchy in America where the Trumps are kings and queens of us all. That would be awesome for my political agenda and for what I want to represent Donald Trump as, which is an existential threat to the uh, American Republic, as it were. Existential? I don't know. I'm bad at words. But uh, the thing is, is I would have to drill that down because before I grabbed that and ran with it, I would have to make sure that I was right because I don't want to be peddling fake quotes and get called out for making mistakes. 
Whereas QAnon, they see anything by anyone, and they just—it's just true. The George Soros saying he wants to destroy America, Hillary Clinton saying that if he get if that guy if he gets elected, we're all gonna fucking hang, uh, which she never said. Um, all of these things, all of these—this is what their stock and trade is. It's just a meme, a quote, and then they just run with it. They pretend like it's real, and that's it. They just are happy because they saw a picture that had the bad person's face on it saying a bad quote, and that's all they need. They don't need evidence. They don't need facts. They don't need any actual uh, evidence in their favor. They just need their feelings to be assaged. They just need to know they're right. And they know they're right because they're always right. Everything they've ever done is... uh, honest and noble and beautiful and they are the smartest and best and brightest of us all they are the goodest of people so they traffic in these fake quotes which again you would think that a man trying to save the world and is a super secret spy would not be peddling lies you'd be wrong so after the fake quote Q posted a faked screenshot of MSNBC using World War Z as a uh, as, as a footage in the background of the, the protests and saying, this is the protests, we're covering them. And this was, fi- this was a fake video or a fake screenshot that someone made up. And I think even at the bottom of the screen, if you like zoom in on it, it says not real. So the person who made this wanted to make it clear that this was a joke. And uh, Q grabbed it ran with it, and then it was quickly exposed as being a fraud, and Q's response to being uh, exposed as a moron who published a uh, screen grab that was fake was to say that his vision was obscured because he was in a helicopter, which makes no sense at all, and there's no way to wrap your head around that. What, What does he mean by that? It was something that was on TV. How could him flying a helicopter have any impact whatsoever with that? It It's baffling. It's so clueless. And yet, the people that follow him will never stop following him. They will never give up on this. They will, to their dying breath try to figure out what he really meant, why he said what he said, what is the uh, purpose of all of this. It's just a man who is so far gone and so far clueless that he's just literally throwing shit against a wall and his followers don't care. They're going to support him to the end of the world because... They want him to be telling the truth. They want him to be right. They want to believe. And that's that's what's so depressing about it. It's like the person who's in a terrible relationship. And everyone can from the outside can see that. And they tell them. They're like, buddy, she's no good for you. Or, sweetie, he's an asshole. And they tell you that they love them. I love her. I love him. And they want it. They want the relationship to work out. They want this to be 
the, the thing they've always envisioned it to be the the beautiful marriage the family the the, the idyllic american life all of that and because of that, because they are the ones who are invested whole hog in this, they're the last ones to let it go. They're the last ones to admit the truth. And that's what you see from people like Julian. I mean, honestly, I feel terrible for Julian. Just like reading his 13 tweet thread where he's just freaking out and trying to figure these things out, it really... It really just feels like he's a man who was adrift in the world, hated how the world is and what it does to people and how random and chaotic it was. And he found solace in QAnon. And he has ridden that for these couple of years. And I don't know that he's a grifter. I don't see that he ever does anything to try to make any money off this stuff. And maybe he will one day. Who knows? But he feels like a lost soul to me. And that's that's sad. I mean, guys like Geddes, Medic, Sather, Nemos, Pamphletanon, so many more are just dirtbag grifting scum. And uh, that's just there's I have no sympathy for them. I, I Joe M likes to claim that he's not a grifter, but he's an absolutely trash human being. He, even if Joe M believes in QAnon whole hog, he can go fuck himself because he's such an asshole. Oh my god, that tweet he had today about I don't know a racist or anyone who even knows a racist. I don't know what racism is. There's no such thing as racism. Go fuck yourself, you apartheid apologist piece of shit. Oh my god, what a just absolutely arrogant, worthless fucking asshole. Just, man, he is he's a real piece of work, that Joe M. He's a real piece of work. Again, I don't know if I'm stealing my old material. I've said this on Twitter, but in the on the podcast, I uh, worked at a um, internet kiosk internet cafe in Las Vegas and uh, basically, my main job was to make sure that people printed out their uh, plane tickets back home without uh, incidents. That was the vast majority of our business, was people running in, checking their email, printing out their boarding pass, and then running off to the airport to fly home. One day... A guy came in and he said, uh, here is a poster for, or a, uh, like a bill for a concert. I need like 50 copies or whatever. I'm going to tape them to telephone poles all around Vegas. Let people know to come attend the show. And I was like, okay. So I just grabbed it, went over to the computer, typed in the number 50 under the print thing, put the piece of paper in this copier, hit print and money machine go and so that was all happening it was at that moment that I looked up at the guy because now I was seated and he was standing watching the printing happening and I realized that he had shaved off his eyebrows and where his eyebrows used to be were the words white and power and this is Nevada this is a really 
like Hispanic town. This is uh, not some lily white part of, the, of America. This is a very diverse section of the nation. And you've got a guy walking around Vegas with white power tattooed on his face. And, you know, I mean, I, I don't have to know or hear another racist in my life to have topped Joe M. And that guy was pretty fucking adamant about his racism. When you, ta- when you tattoo it on your face, you aren't being shy about it. Another beautiful brush brush with racism from a total stranger. And that's what makes this make me laugh so much about this, is that these are people who don't care. They don't know me, I don't know them, and they're just like, hey, how you doing, random white person? By the way, I'm racist. And that's something you find out as a white dude. That there's a secret club that nobody else is a part of, and it's called the World Fucking Racists Club. And what I mean by that is, is that when you are just uh, a poker dealer, when you're just like the help, when you're sitting there and um, people are on break from a tournament and there's a couple white dudes at the table and they're just talking to each other, you kind of just fade into the background. You don't exist anymore. And those two white guys can tell some racist jokes and just have a good time laughing at each laughing and yucking it up. And I, the dealer ain't gonna say anything. He's a white guy, so what does he care? We're all racists. It's it's the club, so don't worry about it. But uh, and one day, uh, I, and this is even my big payoff story. I just got kind of sidetracked into all the racism that I've been uh, delightfully um, exposed to. One day, I was uh, walking out of a poker room, and a guy stopped me and said, Hey, check out this! And uh, he showed me a picture, and the picture was of a trans person. Uh, They had uh, breasts up top, and they had a bulge down below, and... They were shredded. I mean, their body was feminine. I would, I mean, I saw the picture for like, I don't know, five seconds, if that. But it, it, for the most part, it looked like a woman, uh, body type wise. Uh, if I'm totally destroying my credibility with the trans community, I apologize profusely. This is a disaster for me, and I am very uh, f- sorry for anything that I stumble over here. But the point of this photo was uh, the caption, which says, coming to a bathroom near you, thanks Obama. And this was during the whole uh, North Carolina bathroom bill ordeal. And it was just, and and the thing was, this was a white dude, and he was showing this to me because I'm supposed to laugh at it. This is supposed to be funny. Us white guys, this is entertaining for us. This is hilarious. And I just sort of looked at it ambivalently, and then he was just like, Ugh, and he walked away. He really thought that was a zinger. He just really thought that, like, I was part of the club. And, um, but uh, my main story, my main uh, thing I was going to say was, I was having a break, and this guy, a customer, 
gets himself lost off the casino floor, wanders into my break room, and I'm like, hey, buddy, what can I do you for? Can I redirect you back out onto the floor because you're not where you're supposed to be? And he just started talking to me for whatever reason. He just not wanting to get back out to the action. And we're, we're talking, and he starts complaining about Duval Patrick, the uh, former governor of Massachusetts. I think the Duval Patrick at this time was dipping a toe into the uh, presidential uh, race in 2020. And um, the guy says to me, he's like, I don't, I don't see what's so good about this Duval Patrick guy. Uh, I mean, he's got a good education and, and, and he's colored. This is what this guy says to me. Like, he does not know me from Adam, and he just described a black man as colored to me. Like, I mean, like, uh, the signs in the Jim Crow era for the water fountain that the black people were allowed to drink out of. I mean, I just, I was like, colored. Like, really? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And this is just the way these people talk when they think it's acceptable to talk this way. They don't see it. They're blind. They're just so blind to their racism and their privilege that they just do these things and they don't get how it could be offensive. They don't get that, like, this is not cool. And so you have these kinds of things just happen where... Uh, you are confronted by the fact that, whoa, oh man, this person who I don't know is obviously terribly racist and this is awkward and bad and I don't want to deal with them anymore. And, I mean, that's the world. That's the way of our beautiful world. But, uh, I mean, again, Joe M and his dumb, angry hatred gets me off into a tangent. That's the, that's the, way, that's the way this podcast works. Stream of consciousness. It's a magical thing. But, uh... But, yeah. But the the whole grifter versus true believer kind of line on QAnon people, it's, it's tough on some of them. I mean, there are people who are, like... I consider them not so much true believers, but people that are just, like, evil believers. Like, Carrie is one of the most evil believers that exists because... She just makes shit up to freak people out. Like, she is an evil storyteller. Like, just weird, dumb shit. Like, the whole uh, Hitler is Angela Merkel's dad and Ava Braun raised Obama. Like, just all that kind of stuff. And she loves talking about adrenochrome. Just the people that are so into riling each other up in fear and hatred and rage about all this stuff. The people are just really into that kind of thing. And it's a real sick thing to be into, to be like, hey, would you like to hear a scary story? A really scary, weird, evil, sick story that isn't even true? Because I'm going to tell you it. And by the way, I'm going to pretend that story is true. I'm going to like really sell it to you that it's true. Like... like those people are the absolute worst. I 
it's really funny just dealing with all the different kind of people that are in QAnon because you have the people that are like very obviously uh, mentally ill like Sarah Ruth Ashcraft who needs help desperately and others like 72 Seconds who I think is an absolutely weird sick fuck uh, that guy is not great um and he's very he's, he's very vicious too. I mean, he's so weird. He spins all these yarns, and he's he's like, by the way, Michelle Obama has a dick. But bum I mean, it's he's like this really weird insult comic that just like just like tells you stories about how he's Elvis or he's Elvis's friend or this that the other thing. And then the next thing you know, he's uh, telling you, by the way, the Holocaust. Can we discuss that a little? And it's just like, wow, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? You are a uh, real spaced-out dude. But you, you got those people, you've got the sickos that LARP about murdering people, like the real dark judges. You have uh, the <laughs> less creepy, weird, sick LARPers, like Eye of the Spy, who I think just loves the attention and likes uh, the fact that he's got a following. Then you have, like, the earnest dudes who are just lost and don't get how lost they are, like Enoch and Julian, who are just trapped in this bullshit and just can't get their, can't get their way out of it. They, they've devoted themselves to this, and at some point, when, when, the, when the truth hits, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to suck for them more than anyone. Then you got people like Rod Sneaky, who just want their personal armies. You have Wyatt, who's... On the moon, Wyatt is the weirdest fucking person. Just an absolute, total freak show. But, um... Major Dad, total piece of shit. I'm just... This is a really weird podcast where I'm just, like, naming a QAnon supporter and then just, like, riffing on him. It's like, Word Association Game. Uh, Lisa Bay Crowley. Uh, scammy. Kind of a fraud. Uh, probably buys in, but... I don't know. I'm probably going to write a book about Q and try to make some money that way. I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know what I'm doing to myself here. Uh, they're driving me insane without even red pilling me. I still don't believe in them, but I'm still insane. But, they, but the thing, the, what's so funny about all of them, every single one of them, is they're watching Q just going down the toilet, just, just absolutely falling apart. Just, just. He's in the fat Elvis stage, and he's not only in the fat Elvis stage, he's in the fat Elvis totally, like, fucking loopy on pills, needing uppers to get on stage, then downers to get to sleep, just, just getting ready to die on the toilet Elvis. I mean, we're talking end stage Elvis here. That's what QAnon is, that's what Q is right now. Q is just publishing the dumbest shit, and they're all eating it up. I mean, it's like... If you go and see a band that was that's way past their prime, I mean, you're going for the nostalgia, but you you got to know that you're not getting the show that you would have got in their prime. Like, if you go see if you go see the Rolling Stones like nowadays or the Who or any of these like bands that are like really really old, it's like you know. It's just something where you can't go anymore when you're in your 60s and 70s. You just don't have it in you to, like, put on a show the way you used to. I mean, uh, I'm going to really look bad when I'm 
like watching garbage do concerts in like 2028 when all the guys are like in their 70s and Shirley's in her 60s. That's, I mean, they're going to have lost their fastball by then, and I'll have to acknowledge that. And that's the that's the way the world works. You get old. It sucks. But this is the thing about QAnon is that they will not admit that Q doesn't know what he's doing and that he's he's just flailing. And I really just feel like Jim Watkins, the guy who I think is writing the drops, and if he's not, then the person he's hired to write the drops, they really don't understand, like, the kind of, uh, the what Q is. Like, what they're supposed to be writing. They don't know the voice of Q. And that's why they just flail. I mean, they, it, it's like they rehash old drops. They search Twitter for people referencing them and they cue those people so that those people can get attention and be pulled into the cult even further than they already were. Uh, and, but when they actually have to write stuff, they, they just don't know how to lead. Like it's basically imagine that you have like the four gospels in the new Testament and then imagine that someone said, we need someone to write four more Gospels or four different other authors to write four more Gospels. And you go and look at the orig- the other th- four stories and just come up with your own spin on it. That's really all Q's doing. It's just rehashing his old stuff, telling it to us again over and over, and then adding Fox News screenshots, fake MSNBC screenshots, fake quotes about George Soros, uh, freaking out about fake uh, cannibalism Facebook pages and websites, uh, freaking out about the GOP closed primary in California. Just the list of hits of Q Q just stepping on his dick from on Aidkun is incredible. And you would think that at some point that someone in QAnon would decide that enough is enough. And this is the thing. This is the thing. If you were Praying Medic or Joe M or any of these grifters just out to make a buck, just out to do stuff... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. What I would do, because I'm a grifter who has a shred of self-respect and dignity, is I would post tomorrow, like, just get on Twitter. If you're one of the podcasters or video streamers or whatever, just broadcast every broadcast it everywhere. Get your message out as far and as wide as possible and tell everybody, like, look, I had a revelation. My revelation is, is that when 8chan went down, Q never returned. And that the Q on 8kun is an imposter who was put in place by the deep state to keep us grasping and flailing and chasing our tails with misinformation and incoherent nonsense and it's obvious from all the things that they have gotten so incredibly wrong things that 8chan Q would never have gotten wrong because 8chan Q was sharp as a tack he was just he was the smartest cat he ever done saw and so I would just outright uh, accuse the Watkins of having stolen Q for their own profit. And I would declare that uh, 4chan Q and 8chan Q, or the uh, canonical Q, and that 8chan Q I just throw out. Uh, he becomes the Apocrypha. He is uh, torn out of the Holy Quibble, as it were. And uh, that way... Because you don't need new Q-drops. We don't need anything. He's just rehashing the same old shit. There's nothing new to it. I mean, he might start throwing in a few shots at Joe Biden, but, I mean, that's just because Biden's the guy that's going to be defeating Trump shortly. So you got you to do that. But beyond that, he's not really updating the story. He's not giving us anything new. No. And, I mean, it would definitely cause controversy in the community, and it would definitely uh, ruffle feathers. But... You get to spin this as being you're loyal to Q. You're, you get to look at the camera, tears welling up in your eyes, and you're just like, oh, I believe in Q. He's led us all to this great revelation, and so many people are learning what the world really is, and just all of it. Oh, God, just give him the full uh, televangelist, just warbling voice, cracking speech, and you just sell it. And that's the thing, is you make yourself loyal to Q. You're the one who sees the truth. You're the one who's truly invested and believes in Q. The people that are buying into 8-kun Q, they are the deceived. They are the ones who are being misled. And eventually, they will understand that 8-kun Q is false, that he is a deceiver, and we can uh, pull back from him and go back to just the, the canonical works of 8chan Q and there's plenty to work on there. We can spend the rest of our lives decoding that shit and finding new messages. The Bible's been around for about 2,000 years or so and people are still trying to figure out new messages and new ways to reinterpret stuff. So, hey, you've got your holy book. It's good enough to scam the suckers in perpetuity. Cast Jim Watkins and his terrible Q-drops out. Get rid of them. Don't make them a part of the story anymore. 
just be like, hey, Jim, you tried, you failed, and uh, now you're gone. And the thing is, is like any other like religion, any especially any early religion like this, this schism would find converts. You would have people that would reject Ain't Couldn't Q and side with our uh, our Martin Luther of the QAnon movement. They would find what they were saying to be valid and important and be like, yeah, you're right, Ain't Couldn't Q does suck shit. We should totally ditch that guy. He's obviously um, disinformation. He's obviously a LARP. Aid couldn't Q. Aid Chan Q. That's the true Q. That was the that was the good stuff right there. That was the stuff we could take to the bank. That was honesty. Um, I saw a couple people post a thing about how a Q could declare this whole thing a LARP, and it would do nothing to stop it. And that's absolutely true because all that would happen is. Uh, the people would say, oh, the deep state got to him and made him say that. Everything he said before that was true. So, no, no Q cannot stop the train. The, the, the trains left the station a long time ago. So, uh, I have run out of steam, speaking of trains. And so now, if I could ever find my cursor, which I can't because it's just absolutely run off the face of the earth, I will pull up Twitter and start answering your questions. And um, Kestrel One Hawk Two. I fear I already know this answer, but why does Q falling for fake images not hurt its credibility in the eyes of the movement? Well, I kind of already answered that. The rest of this podcast, they want to believe. They don't care how bad he gets. They're going to follow him until the end times, because believers got to believe. When you have faith in something like this, it's not easy to let it go. You, you're stuck with it. So uh, that's why they won't let it go, because to give up would be to admit defeat. To give up would mean that uh, everything you've put into this stupid movement is for naught. Uh, Ultra Guy says, uh, The actions of Trump at all the last few days have proven my thesis, in my humble opinion, that Q has nothing to do with improving the lot of Americans or humanity, etc., but it's really nothing more than a rebranding of the KKK. The recent additions of Hippie Dippy to Q was just a scam to build followers. Yeah, that's pretty much true. Uh, thought this was a question. I got tricked. Uh, apologies. Do not obey Trump in advance. Make his cult work. Uh, says, my question. What will happen when Trump loses in November? Can they still argue the storm is coming uh, when this didn't lead to martial law and Trump loses? Uh, I've been talking about this a lot. I think there will be uh, small amounts of civil unrest and violence from these people. Most of them will be just angry and miserable, but a few of them are going to grab their AR-15s and uh, try to establish justice. Because they've been radicalized for like two years and change. They're just really... uh, It's... It's one thing to have believed in the Illuminati New World Order stuff where you had no hero, you had no hope. You literally just kind of had to just eat shit that Katy Perry and Lady Gaga were on your television worshipping Satan openly, and so was Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, and that was it. I mean, you literally just communed with your buddies and talked about how much everything sucked and how maybe if you were lucky... Uh, you would see all the crazy stuff from the Bible where the Antichrist would rise up and slaughter humanity and then God would show up and destroy him and usher in a thousand years of peace. 
but that was your that was like your positive like outcome, which, which is like living through the the age of the Antichrist, which seems really terrible. Um, QAnon gives you a hero. They give you Trump, and you don't have to go through the Antichrist. You don't have to do all that bad stuff. Trump's just going to win the day for you and save the world. So um, when Trump doesn't save the world for them, that loss of hope is going to uh, cause many of them to fall into despair and others into anger and violence. Um, JT Ross two uh, underscore two one one two. Congrats. I'm wondering what percent do you think are in the branch that is melding Jesus with the Bible and QAnon? Thanks. And I listen to your podcasts. One of your podcasts. Well done. Well, thanks, JT. Uh, positive reinforcement uh, is why I live for uh, social media. But uh, I think, in a way, a lot of them are. Because Q is fundamentally religious. Q pushes religion through their Q drops. Like, early Q-drops contain, like, just giant swaths of, of the Bible, just big Bible passages. And Q likes to use the phrase, God wins a lot. Uh, Q uh, tells their followers to pray a lot of the time. Um, from the very start, Q talked about how Satanists were their enemy and uh, how they were fighting pure evil and all this kind of stuff. So... It would be very hard to not have uh, Christianity melded with uh, Q. The only people who kind of avoid this are, as again, I call them the QAnon centrists, who try to just soft pedal like anything beyond. Q just wants people to think for themselves and fight corruption. Like, like Once you get to people who are more honest about the movement than that, then you find out, wow... This is a real weird religious movement. This is not a uh, this is not a conspiracy theory about who shot JFK or why the World Trade Center collapsed. This is not a evidence finding mission. This is a mission where you are putting your faith in God and trusting uh, God's champions in this battle, which are Q and Donald Trump, to save the world. Um bunch of uh, people being uh, happy and uh, thanking me and congratulating me for 5,000 followers. Much appreciated. Uh, CJG says, so you got 5,000 followers that appreciate you dunking on Q. How many real followers do you think Q has, assuming there's a bunch of bots to help with the circle jerk? Um, I don't know. I and mean, it's really tough. Like, like educating liberals probably had like about a half a million followers before he got banned. Uh, praying medic and praying medics got like a quarter million or somewhere around there. But at the same time, when they hold a rally, like two hundred people show up. So it's it's so hard to delineate exactly how many people are into this stuff. I've said that they probably have about a million followers, and immediately one of the my one of my favorite followers like yelled at me and was like, "It's about a half million at most." And so I mean. That's pretty much my ballpark. Half million to a million. Uh, I mean, it's just so hard to discern like, what their size is. I mean, you go to these Trump, you see these Trump rallies, and 
there's like a couple thousand QAnon supporters there, and uh, people are wearing the shirts, people are holding up cues. There's, it's so hard to, like, the MAGA QAnon uh, merge is a weird thing because like there's a lot of people that support Donald Trump that hate QAnon because they think that QAnon makes them look bad. And by the same token, QAnon people just want to red pill MAGA people and turn them to their side. And I really don't see how traffic doesn't flow towards QAnon because at some point, uh, it becomes so hard to deal with what the world and how it's going that you almost need to branch into fantasy to make Donald Trump a competent president. Someone, uh, it was either Dapper Gander or someone who was replying to Dapper Gander, said that QAnon is a conspiracy theory designed to make Donald Trump a competent president. And in a lot of ways that's true because you you see this guy on television who slurs his words, is angry, brash, arrogant short-tempered, doesn't really think things through very well, is incredibly impulsive. And then you go into QAnon and everyone talks about what a genius he is, what his massive his massive intellect, his just unbelievable wisdom, his genius that is beyond human comprehension. This this man is so far beyond anything that we've ever seen and you just look at it and it just blows your mind you're like are we watching the same news programs are we seeing the same person like how can you think this about this guy this absolute slug of a human being and that's that's our boy that's our beloved Donald Trump um so I don't know exactly uh, how many they have, but I feel like coronavirus and these protests, and I also feel like, again, because I really do think that Trump's losing this election, I think the worse this election goes and the worse the polling gets for Trump, you're going to see more and more people going into conspiracy theories to try to understand it and explain it and rationalize it. And the only thing that's going to get them out of this is uh, his loss on November 3rd. Then then it'll be really... Then buckle up. That's going to be fun. And uh, finally, a uh, long-time friend of my... Oh, no. Uh, I see another couple questions. Uh, I'll, I'll go to my hate message uh, last. I love saving my hate messages for last. Uh, life is just a jet... Uh, life is just a phase. That's a great way to look at things. Uh, says, uh, what's your seventh most favorite dinosaur... Seven most favorite dinosaur, Stegosaurus. He's really overrated. I got six way ahead of him, and he's barely seventh. Um, so, yeah, Stegosaurus. Boom, nailed it. Um, and Oldest Millennial says, As this community goes, are we just enabling the gaslight psychological warfare campaign to whitewash the Trump crime family spree with fake crimes reported by Q adjacent to the real ones happening against America? I think you can report all the crimes. I don't think uh, that I don't think we are incapable of chewing gum and walking at the same time. So I think it's completely uh, valid to uh, 
bring it all up. And I think also bringing up the fact that uh, Trump is signal boosting and uh, clearly agitating QAnon is a, is a mark that needs to be held against him. I mean, you've got people like Seb Gorka who've worked for Trump and have been in the White House and stuff like that. And uh, Seb's out there saying that QAnon is bullshit and it's stupid and he hates it. And then you've got his former boss retweeting Incarnated E.T., a crazy QAnon follower and vicious anti-Semite. So, I mean, it's like to all the Seb Gorkas and everybody else who hate QAnon that have been in that orbit, well, tell Trump to knock it off. Tell him to stop supporting these terrible people. I mean, if this was like a normal election where we didn't have America burning due to uh, protests over police brutality and uh, a virus killing about a thousand people a day and all this kind of stuff, if we were just doing the standard things where the media was just like clapping like seals every time Trump said Sleepy Joe and all that kind of stuff, I would be like screaming from the rooftops of the Biden campaign to be like talking about QAnon all the time and put Trump on the spot about them because they're a bad look. They would hurt Trump in the eyes of the public if the public truly understood what these lunatics are about. And they always act like they want more press and more publicity. They would scurry like cockroaches if the light ever got shined on them. They would be uh, terrified of what um, meeting actual uh, rigorous investigation would do to them to actually be forced to answer for their questions. Like, Martin Geddes loves to say, oh, the media won't actually challenge the content of Q-Drops. Let's do it, Martin. Me and you. Let's just like do a live stream, and we'll go through Q-Drops 1 through Q-Drops 72, and you tell me what good points Q came up with. Because uh, he came up with none. They're, those drops are horseshit, and you know it, but you lie because no one will ever call you out on it because no one has any... This, any desire to give you the time of day in the mainstream world. Finally, uh, my dear friend uh, QZone, uh, or Zone Q1, I guess, uh, says, all the riots about social distancing and not one word from you about slowing the spread. Don't spread the virus. I guess that only matters when it can hurt the economy, but riots are all good to spread COVID, or is COVID fake? Um, I don't know that I've actually commented on this, but... Uh, it scares the shit out of me, these riots. It scares the shit out of me, these protests. All of it is bad because this is a great way to uh, spread the virus. This is uh, scary. Now, I think the protests have to happen. I don't think this kind of thing can go uh, unmarked and unacted upon. Sometimes we have a moral obligation to do things, no matter what risks they are to our personal uh, health, as it were. And I'm fully expecting to see uh, spikes in uh, COVID cases in two weeks to a month. I mean, it's inevitable that this is going to happen because... Um, America, I mentioned this uh, on the last podcast, but America, if you look at our uh, confirmed cases of COVID and our deaths from COVID, 
the total comes out to about like 5.5%. And uh, the lethality of COVID is like worldwide is somewhere between 1% and 3%. So even, even if you go to like the high end of COVID lethality, uh, we still ha- we still should technically have about double the cases that we uh, currently know about. So uh, if we have that many uh, undocumented cases, that means that the virus is still out there, still spreading. And uh, we are not through this yet. We are not going to be through this anytime soon. If ever until there's a vaccine or herd immunity, which I don't, I mean, I think that's really kind of like the, the terrible truth of this is that we're stuck. We're stuck in a situation where uh, we're going to just have to either uh, like shut the country down until there's a vaccine or we're going to have to live our lives knowing that you're rolling the dice on this. That, I mean, people are like, oh, 1% chance of dying. It's like, well, yeah, that's still more than you had before. And it's not 1% for everybody. If you're an older person and you get it, you are you have like a 20% chance of dying if you're in the right age demographic. Um, if you're immunocompromised, you're in bad shape. If you've got lung issues, you're in bad shape. I have a friend who uh, has respiratory issues and does live in Las Vegas. And uh, the casino's reopening uh, re- soon is not good to him. He is not uh, happy about that idea. So, I mean, that's just the nature of this. But you are in the situation where there's not much we can do beyond either being really serious about the virus or not being serious about the virus. And if you're not going to be serious about the virus, then just let everyone do whatever they want and... Uh, let the devil catch the hindmost. And that really seems to be like kind of the American view on this at this point is that, yeah, whatever, who cares? And I, I feel like that's the way people feel about it because it hasn't hit them directly. But sooner or later it will, and then it'll be really bad. And the other thing is, is that just because it's a 1% fatality rate doesn't mean it's a 1% like damage rate. I mean, there are people who have suffered... Uh, permanent damage to their lungs as a result of this and uh, the virus has done weird things to other organs in the body and on top of that from what everyone who gets a bad case of it that but not quite bad enough that they're hospitalized has said is that it's it's debilitating you are literally out of commission for two weeks your whole body is weak you're sick you're you're coughing and your whole body is racked you just you just lay in bed and just just feel like you're in a lead suit instead of your own body and it's terrible and then you hope that when it's over and you get checked out that you have no permanent damage that you can just go back to living the life you had before that but uh i mean i personally don't want to be bedridden for two weeks and miserable and sick and have to realize that like any one of those days, my breathing could get really bad, and now, ooh, look, I might be a one percenter. I might die. I mean, so no, uh, COVID is not fake. 
the riots are a terrible way to spread them. The protests are a terrible way to spread them. All this is... Uh, it's tragic. It's really tragic that this happened at this moment in history. And then... I was joking with one of my friends. I was just like, well, the good news is, is these protests will be over with tomorrow because tomorrow is Monday and everyone's going to have to go back to work. And then I laughed, laughed a haughty laugh because we don't have jobs anymore in the new world. <laughs> we don't have anything. We have nothing but time on our hands to protest and complain about this stuff. And I mean, again, we need to be protesting this kind of thing. When I, when a, a cop is torturing a man and that man is crying out that he cannot breathe and the cop is watching that people are filming him. And you're like, eh, I care. This guy dies because I put my knee on his neck. Not, no big, what, what's going to happen to me? Nothing. That's what's going to happen to me. So, uh, fuck that cop. Fuck the cops who didn't intervene. Uh, fuck everyone that's trying to justify or support any of this shit in the side of, oh, well, well we don't know the whole story. Oh, the autopsy said he might have died. No, 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 no. No. No defense of this, no defense of any of it. He should be charged with first-degree murder, period. That's what would happen to anybody else in that situation. So, uh, yeah. It sucks. Everything sucks. That's the hell world we live in. Uh, it's 2020. Uh, boy, hope we all make it to 2021 in one piece. Uh, hopefully Yellowstone doesn't erupt and just decide to call it a day. And uh, that's that, Jack. Thank you all for listening. Uh, I really want to... Oh, man, I almost got to an hour tonight. I was a chatty Kathy. I will catch you all later. Have a good one. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.